The CWR Talk Network is not just another talk radio network. We are the champion for important causes and issues like financial literacy. That is why so many people listen to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. Lionel is a seasoned veteran in the finance industry, but more importantly, Lionel cares about people. He shares his vast knowledge of the finance world in a personal way that goes beyond dollars and cents with advice that makes sense. So let Lionel help you get your finances in order or avoid costly errors in judgment that may be devastating to you and your family. Listen to the Lionel Shipman Check Your Finances show every Tuesday exclusively on the CWR Talk Network at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Central. And hello and welcome to the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show here on the CWR Talk Network. And I am your host, Lionel Shipman. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. I want to give a huge shout out and a huge thank you for all of my regular listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in week after week, month after month, and year after year. Thank you so much for the support. And I want to give a huge shout out and thank you to all of my new listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. And hopefully you will become a regular listener going forward. And ultimately, I want to give thanks to God for another day to make a positive difference in the lives of others. Well, tonight we have a great show. Uh, this is a topic that uh, I, I need to personally get acquainted to. Uh, so I'm so happy to have a very great guest to talk on the topic of adulting, one on one for today's millennials. So this is some great information that's going to go out tonight, not only for that age group, but for all of us, especially parents and uh, guardians. Uh, we all need to hear this information tonight. So as I always say, hopefully you got a pen and a pad next to you so you can take good notes. And if you have any questions and or comments tonight, you can actually call into the show. You can call in at 917-889-8078, and we will get your questions uh, answered or to address any comment that you may have. Again, the call-in number is 917 917- Eight eight nine eight zero seven eight, and if you didn't know, you can always listen to my shows. Uh, all the past shows, you can listen to them on demand now. Uh, we can be heard on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Or you can go to my website at shipmanconsulting.com, click on the uh, radio show banner. It will take you over to the page that I've dedicated to the show, and you can see the full gallery of all of the past guests that we've had here on the show. And I always have to give a shout out to all the past guests that have been here. I am so blessed to have met and uh, get to know some great people in this world and their area of expertise, and I'm so grateful that they have been here on the show. Some of them have been on here a couple of times, and but uh, do check the uh, gallery out there on my website as well as a listing of all of what I call my solo shows. We've addressed many different financial topics here on the uh, Shape Your Finances show. So make sure to check that out. So let's get started here. My guest tonight, uh, she is affectionately known as Dr. Nick. 
She's one of the most engaging personal growth coaches around. She's a certified teacher, speaker, and coach with the John Maxwell team who takes pride in helping people grow professionally and personally. She is also the author of Adulting in My Purpose, the journal. With over 20 years of professional experience in helping people, Dr. Nick formerly worked as a research scientist before taking her leap into entrepreneurship. Dr. Nick started a professional development company that helps young leaders and the leaders that support them become better leaders through the development of leadership, personal growth, and communication skills. She has developed a seven-step personal growth program in order to help young leaders discover who they are, clarify their vision, and develop a plan to achieve their goals. Dr. Nick has trained leaders, both adults and youth, all over the world. Excuse me, all over the United States. And, well, I may be speaking something there. Uh, <laughs> in the United States and in other countries, including Costa Rica, South Africa, China, and Kenya. She also serves as an adjunct uh, college professor and holds a bachelor's and master's degree of science in biology and a master's in, uh, and, and a Ph.D. in public health, where she focuses on community health education. She has held several leadership positions in her professional service organization and in her community. She is also the founder of Healthy Young People Excel Incorporated, a nonprofit devoted to the social emotional learning around our youth. Let's welcome to the show tonight, Dr. Nicole Rankin. Hello, Dr. Nick. How are you tonight? I am wonderful. Thank you for having me. I'm honored to be on your show this evening. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, you're going to share some knowledge here. So uh, as I often say, my guest, you're going to have the flow tonight. So um, I get to ask the questions and, of course, uh, do, uh, fill in some, uh, some, some, I guess, some ha- have, just have a great conversation tonight. I'm very excited about this topic. So uh, let's get started here. Now, the term adulting, um, I've heard it for, I guess, definitely for the last three or four years, more so than ever. Mm-hmm. But just kind of start us off on uh, what is adulting? And, you know, can you define that for us tonight? Yeah, well, again, thank you for having me. Uh, This is one of the topics that I I love to talk about and and talking about adulting and helping millennials in that process. And as you said, the the term adulting kind of was coined about in uh, 2014. It became like the, the term of the year in 2014 and has persisted throughout uh, the years. So my, my personal definition of adulting is, is really kind of a state of accomplishing the necessary tasks needed to be independent, you know. So this idea of as we are matriculating from childhood to teenager to adolescent and moving into this stage of adult where we now become self-sufficient or independent, we begin to hold 
responsibilities that are synonymous with adulthood, uh, paying bills, uh, establishing ourselves in, in our careers or our, our workplace, uh, having a stable relationships. So all of these responsibilities that we have to where we're able to kind of stand on our, our own two feet um, is, and accomplish those things that, that we need to accomplish to be productive in this society. So that is kind of my definition of adulting. Okay, great. Now, of course, I know plenty adults uh, <laughs> that need to be listening into this particular <laughs> segment. <laughs> Uh, when you said self-sufficient, when you yes. said stable relationship, and when you said standing on your own two feet, now granted, life happens. I understand that. But uh, when life is going well, and when you talk about just those things in particular, we have a serious problem then, Dr. Nick, because there are a lot of people that are saying that they push that they are adults, but they are not self-sufficient. Uh, they're not in stable relationships, and they're not standing on their own two feet. As a matter of fact, some of them are trying to live uh, with one foot in their parents' home while they got the other foot outside of the home. So, <laughs> yes, course, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so why, why is this important, and uh, why, do, why do we need to know and understand what this, what this adulting is all about? Yeah, great question. And 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 you make a, a valid point. You know, as as a mentor and coaching a lot of millennials, I I always tell them you can't be an independent dependent. <laughs> you know, where you <laughs> we, we want to have you want to be on your own. You want to establish your 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 independence, but you're still dependent on other people. So it's that shift, and that is why I I created what I call a movement called Adulting in My Purpose. And, and what is the, and and why is that important? Because I truly believe I I am a woman of faith, and I believe that God has created us all with purpose. That there is something, and that we are created and designed to do. And I, our our job and responsibility while we're here on the earth is really to figure that out. You know, we have been given gifts, and we have been given talents, and we have these strengths, and and these this these this this wonderful greatness that we have within that now is our responsibility as adults and and as we transition to adulthood to kind of figure figure what those things are and taking that internal look with inside us to establish ourselves to figure out who we are to find out you know what are the gifts that we we have been given and not only that how do we use that to establish ourselves in life and how do we use that to and, and again across the board not only in our career or profession but in our relationships in our health in our finances Finances. How do we use those gifts to now carve out that life where we are truly adulting, where we can stand on our two feet? And I think that's important that we understand that we do are are, are gifted with purpose. And when we have when we get that understanding, I think when we make decisions or when we are looking to kind of figure out what path we want to go in, now we kind of have a standard. We have something that we can put as a standard to now uh, uh, base our 
uh, decisions on, our, our thought process on, our mentality, and making sure that we are in alignment with who we are and who we were created to be. And I think that's so important to understand not only just adulting, because as you said, we have adults that are, 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 are just going and just doing routine, but not necessarily adulting in their giftedness, adulting in their purpose, adulting in the things that God has created them and designed them to do. And I think so it's important for us to understand it's just not about being adults. It's about living on purpose and being intentional and, and being truly who we were created to be. Okay. It's funny you would say uh, uh, purpose, using that term mm-hmm. purpose. It's something mm-hmm. that I posted even, uh, I believe it was on yesterday uh, on social media, uh, talking about, I actually came from scripture uh, in the book of Ephesians, I think about the second chapter, uh, when the, the scriptures that says about we are God's handiwork and we were created uh, in Christ Jesus to do good works. That's and uh, I asked that question uh, to you know, my platform have you discovered your purpose? And you hit something because a lot of times I believe as well, my personal faith, uh, until we find our purpose or know who we are, it's yeah. hard to accomplish. Or it's hard to push forward in uh, what the giftings and the, per- and, the, and the skills and abilities that God has given us. So thank you so much for hitting that purpose part because that to me is the key to all of us. You've got yeah. to have a purpose, and that helps determine who we are based upon that purpose. So, absolutely. Thank you for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what are some of the uh, challenges then? Uh, what are some of the challenges that millennials face that may hinder their progression into adulthood? That's kind of a loaded question. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that that is a loaded question, but. Um, when thinking about that, I would say one of the biggest challenges is that millennials are just misunderstood. You know, I, uh, I do teachings on um, where I work with educational leaders and I talk about their engagement uh, with millennials. And, you know, when you think about millennials and if you ask them on what are the characteristics of the millennial generation? You people start naming everything negative. They're entitled. Yeah. They're lazy. They don't have any work ethics, and it can go on. I can remember I even did a Google search, and I just put millennials are, and it just lists all kinds of negative uh, aspects of this generation. Wow. But when, when you think about looking at characteristics of generations, and I can go back to, you know, our traditional list and, and what, what circumstances defined the traditional from the traditionalists born way back in, you know, the 1930s and the 1940s, you know, they were hard workers, they're very conservative, they put the trust in in the government, and they didn't question authority, they were very cut and dry, just, you know, do as I say, not, not, you know, and follow, follow the rules, right? And then we move into our, our baby boomers, our, our, 50s and our 60s babies, where now it's it's about the civil rights and uh, people wanting to establish who they are. Uh, we see that, you know, even financially, it's about spend now and, and credit became popular then, and and yeah. people were starting to work hard. So it's a, that became like the workaholic uh, generation where they're working with. 
50, 60 hours a week, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and thinking about um, uh, their, 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 their warm environment. But then we have our next generation, the Generation Xers, right? And that's the 70s babies and the 80s, late 60s and 70s babies. I'm a a Gen Xer. And, you know, now it's that work balance. It's all about diversity. You know, we're kind of, you know, spending what we have. We have high debt, uh, looking Uh to work smarter. and, And then now we have a generation gap where we have a group of individuals born between uh, 1980 uh, to 19, uh, to, to 2000s, depending on what literature you're reading, and this is the millennial generation. So this generation is born into kind of, depending on which spectrum, a uh, uh, digital age, right? This yes. is, this is mm-hmm. the technology age. They've experienced, you know, the, the September 11 and terrorist attacks. You know, this is a generation now that kind of forged high morals and values. They're very tech savvy. They're multi, uh, they, everybody's on their smartphone. They're very digital savvy, very frugal yeah. in what they do. And they, they want more freedom, right? They want flexibility. Mm-hmm. This is a generation that they want to be a part of something bigger than themselves, right? Mm-hmm. They want to yeah. be a part of, of, of having a greater impact in the world. So now we have this generation who has this thought process, but we have the Xers and the baby boomers and even some traditionalists, traditionalists saying, no, you need to fit this mold. And I'm uh-huh. going to try to put you in this box, right? So uh-huh. when it's, it's like forcing, you know, a, a, a square peg into a, a round hole, and we're trying to force it. So because it doesn't work the way we want to work, now we put the labels on. Are they entitled? Are they lazy? Yeah. Or, or, you know, they don't have any work ethics. When in all aspects, they're just different. Right. Right. This is a different generation. They're growing up in a different time. The world is different. They're experiencing different earlier age than we would experience it. So because of that, we have to lead them differently. And I think because because we're not apt to change, of course, change is is very difficult for a lot of people. And to understand that, that we have to make adjustments, we have to make the change and be open to the change. I think that's where the challenges come in, because now because that you see millennials, have the inability to adjust to traditional jobs because traditional yeah. jobs, you go to work from nine to five or eight to four and you do your work and, and, and that's it. But that's not what they want, right? They right. want flexibility. They want to sit in Starbucks and be able to still do a, a eight to nine hour job in, in three hours and do it probably more effectively yeah. uh, than in sitting in a cubicle um, for eight hours of a day. But, Again, as, as leaders, as an older generation, we have to be able to be open and to listen to what this generation wants. And because of that, I think that's where the challenges stem from, because now they have, you know, you'll see a, lo- a high level of mental health issues. You have millennials that a greater uh, uh, population of millennials suffering from depression and anxiety and overwhelming stress, because society is trying to fit them into this this box and they feel the pressure of you know well I gotta go to school I gotta you know get a job I gotta do it this way but that's not how they're wired so I think we see a lot of the challenges that extend from 
um, how we treat them and how we lead them. And, you know, so I think that that's kind of the biggest thing that they're just really understood. And, and we as, as leaders, as older generation need to take the time to understand this generation more, understand what their needs are. Um, I do a, 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 my adulting and my purpose. I also do a show where I, I, I interview millennials and the main thing across the board is like people need to listen. <laughs> people mm-hmm, need to mm-hmm. listen to what we have to say. And and when you think about that, you know, we see now um because there's so much research coming out about millennials and how to engage millennials, we see even companies now embracing more of an open policy, yeah. more flexibility. We see but you know, course change is slow but again I think um, that's one of the biggest challenges uh, is them being misunderstood and as the root cause and because of that then they experience so so many other problems you know Um, not being able just to traditional jobs you know about 40 percent of of millennials are unemployed and there's a high turnover because they're jumping from job to job. They're, they're trying to find, they're trying to fit, right. They're trying to fit Uh into something. um, And it's just not working. So they're saying, I'll I'll just try to try something else. So you see this high turnover rate. you see millennials jumping from job to job, trying to, to find that niche, trying, trying to find their purpose in the world. Yeah. Very good. Uh, 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 information you gave. I, I, I'm, I'm good about, I always encourage people to take notes and I take notes as I'm listening to my guests. When you mention about uh, uh, the word different, I always say different does not mean wrong. Yeah. It's just different. Uh, yeah. And then being able to adapt to change. Every generation, there's uh, something different about each generation. And, you know, I look at technology. Things have progressed so much to where uh, being in the office, you don't necessarily have to be in the office 8 to 10 to 12 hours a day yeah. like our mothers and fathers did because, you know, you don't have a typewriter now. We have computers now. We don't have yeah. just a regular office phone. We have smartphones. So uh, we don't have to be in the office to get email. We can get it right here at the fingertips of our phone. So Things have changed, and we have to adapt to that change. For all of us who are uh, older, uh, we must be open uh, to that. And mm-hmm. one other point that you made was just being able to hear and to listen. Yeah. Uh, that, is, that is a skill that I think that all of us should perfect or look to perfect, is to be able to listen, be able to hear, be able to learn, uh, because it, it, I, th- I think about my marriage. Uh, love my wife. Been married now for about twenty-one plus years. And in order to find out what makes her happy, I have to ask her and then listen, then do accordingly. And yeah. here with this generation, we have to listen. You're absolutely right. We got to be open to listen. And there's nothing wrong with maybe challenging sometimes their thought processes, but a lot of times. If we sit and listen and hear them out, then it makes the world a difference. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, Dr. Nick, can you give us, as parents, can you give us some help then tonight uh, with our children uh, entering into adulthood? How, how, do, how do we do it? Give us some advice from a parent 
uh, standpoint? Yeah. Um, I would say that as a parent, you know, the the idea is that you want your children to succeed. You want your children um, to do better than you do, to, to be able to stand on their own, to be that independent um, individual. And I think with a focus, because of the changing of the world, thing, things are changing, we can give those technical skills, um, and those are important in life, but I believe that what is lacking and what we need more of is training our children in the what I call social skills, or you may see social emotional learning. Um, and I believe that uh, the millennial generation and also the generation in coming up, our, our Gen Zers, are, are in need of those soft skills because that's what's going to take them into adulthood and to be successful. Um, so when I think about, talk about soft skills, I'm talking about, you know, critical thinking skills, giving them the ability to problem solve, uh, uh, making sure that the active listening uh, skills that we just talked about, uh, sh- helping them with empathy and, 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 and really appreciating and valuing others and helping build a relationship. Also developing, you know, their self-esteem, their self-awareness, their self-confidence so they can know that as they're going into adulthood, they're moving with confidence, they're moving with certainty that they can establish, um, giving them the ability and the, the, um, the, the freedom to fail, right? Uh, and that's, that's a big thing that I, uh, when I talk to my millennials, that they have this fear of failure, and it's rooted in the pressures that parents or guardians put on them, that this is the way it has to go. And, and now they're stressed out because maybe they, they fail along the way or they make mistakes and they're challenged. And now it's a reflection that I disappointed my parents or yeah. I disappointed the, those people that love me that were um, expecting me to succeed. And now we have these mental issues and the, the, the suffering of, of low self-esteem comes into play. So I think uh, just, that development of those soft skills, that social emotional learning is, is critical uh, now more than ever uh, to help uh, our, our younger generations move into adulthood uh, more effectively. And I think these skills are, are skills that's going to transcend uh, the time no matter what the world is going through. I mean, thinking of uh, going through the pandemic as we're going through now, um, you know, there's so much changes that we, we had to do. We have to shift. We had to pivot. And we need these skills now, right? We need these skills on how to be more aware of who we are. We need the skills on how to learn how to uh, be more adaptive. So problem solving. So all of these skills are so important. So I think that that would be the major thing um, in helping young leaders move into adulthood successfully is really truly not only just focusing on the technical skills because you as a parent that's the responsibility to teach them the things that they need to do to be effective as adults but also simultaneously teach them and 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 truly um, enhance those soft skills and develop those those soft soft skills and that emotional learning in them okay all right all right that that's some good information for me uh, <laughs> uh, of course, yeah, sometimes I look back at you know, how we were brought up, you know, uh, 
uh, I think it was kind of tough and challenging. And I know that having my own children, I've tried to be a, a lot more open with teaching yeah. them, not, not just tell them, don't do this uh, or do this, but I always try to provide a reason uh, behind the do and, uh, or the don't. Uh, as opposed to just being told this, you need to go to college and get a job and work. Well, I, I provide a little bit more. You know, the reason why we want you to go to college is so you, you, you'll be, you'll be, we want to put you in the right path to a successful life. Therefore, yeah. going to college will allow you opportunities that you wouldn't be able to get outside of college, you know. So, so I, I do understand that. And that's, I have to agree that is very important in this day and time. And even for me, I mean, I'm, I'm 50 years young. And those are just some things that even on my mind at 50, that yeah. to be just told what to do without any support, you know, or any encouragement, uh, I, we all need that from time to time because yeah. I think it will help us overall to be, to be better within ourselves. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as you said, that that's how we grew up, you know, and again, it's, 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 it's that generation cycle, uh, cycles of generation of how we were taught to, to survive, how we were taught to be independent. This is what you do. This is what you don't do. Now go ahead and go do it. But that's, yeah. that's, you know, or it was the do as I do as I say, not as I do. So we heard yes. that before. Right. Yes. Oh, so yeah. it's like you, you know, now we have a generation where they are thriving and thirsting for feedback, right? They want to know why. That, and that's, that is uh, one of the questions that they're always going to ask because they want that connection. They want that connection to real life application. Like, why am I doing this? And why does this matter? Why is this, why is this, how does this relate to what, what my purpose is? How does this relate to something bigger than myself? How is this tying into the, the bigger picture? And they're looking for that. So we have to understand that working with this, this, this generation, you know, to, for us or for my generation and beyond, it would seem disrespectful to question your parents and ask them why, yes. right? Yeah. You don't, yeah. you, that's not what you do. You don't do that. But yeah. again, we're, we're leading a, a generation that's, as you said, different, right? Uh, yeah. And we have to lead them different. So we have to be more adaptive to change and embracing, um, not to say, as you said, just because it's different doesn't mean it's wrong, but it's just a different way of doing things. Yeah, and and I always look at it too. When I learn something new, it adds to me as a person that I can relate now to that generation. So yeah, great, yeah, great information. So uh, kind of give us a rundown of some do's and some don'ts of adulting. Okay, uh, there's a lot. So let me see <laughs> if I <laughs> and let you me, know. And, I, I, and you can and mix and mix it up if you don't mind, Doctor Nick. As you know, my my show is primarily a financial show, but I do address these type issues as well. So yeah. feel free to put in the financial, put in the relationship, put in the career, whatever you can give us some of the do's and the don'ts of yeah, adults. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I would right. say let's say let's start with the do's. Um, do's. Okay. 
the do's. We'll start with the do's. I, I think one thing that, that I have learned even in, in my adulting journey and in the process of mentoring is the being intentional about your personal growth and development. And that is something that um, I believe that we're not taught. We're not taught that in school. We're not taught how to develop ourselves. We're not taught um, how to, you know, and I talked about the social emotional learning piece earlier. Um, that's not something that we, we learn in school or even are taught by the parents. But, you know, I think as adults that we truly have to be intentional about that because that vault goes back to our purpose and our potential. And the more that we develop ourselves, the more that we focus on our growth and development, understanding who we are, understanding our strengths, understanding our weakness, that um, that in turn increases our capacity, increases our potential to, to do great things in the world. And, and I think uh, uh, many people don't give time to that um, because we're focusing on the technical part of life and making sure we get that. But I think uh, being intentional uh, about your personal growth is, is one thing that I, I would say to do. Um, the next thing is, is also take ownership of your life. Okay. And I say that because a lot of times as an adult, we, we get to the point where we just kind of accept life as it is and just kind of go with the flow or, you know, we get into our routine and we can get stuck in, 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 in our comfort zone. But when we take responsibility and take ownership of our life, I believe that God has given us the power to lead our lives in the way that we desire. So if we have dreams, if we have goals and visions that we have, we can take ownership of our lives and, 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 and making the choices and making the decisions to manifest those dreams. We just don't have to accept, accept life as it comes and just go with the flow. Um, so I think that's important that we, we take ownership of the life that we have been given. And, and that's in every area of our life. We talked about finances. We talked about relationships. We talked about, you know, our health and well-being. All of those things, we have the ability to take ownership of. We don't just have to accept anything. In, in relationships, we can have our standard and say, this is the way I want my life to go. So I'm not going to accept anything less than that because I have the ability to lead and take ownership of my life and create this life that I believe that I was destined to live. So I think that is um, another do in life is just to, to be a leader of your own life. Um, and take ownership and responsibility. And then another do, I would say, um, be, a, be a servant, you know, help others. You, there, there is a, a quote that says, uh, be a river, uh, not a reservoir, right? We've been given mm -hmm. these talents and we've given, given these gifts. And, and you, we talked about this a little early, and that's kind of the key in adulting with my purpose, um, using your gifts, using your talents to help others, to serve others, because uh, it's not just for us. You know, um, I like the quote by Les Brown, and he talks about, you know, the, 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 the wealthiest place is the graveyard, because there lies 
uh, people who didn't move on their dreams, who didn't move on their visions, and all the inventions that weren't weren't um, created, all of the all of the, the 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 things that weren't done because we didn't use our talents and use our giftedness um, in a, in a more effective way. So right. that would be some of the do's that I would I would say as an adult. And and these are things that young people can do early on because once you okay. once you get a hone of this early on uh, in your twenties and your thirties, then your forties you're just like this is really your life because now you're you're living in purpose. You're 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 more productive, and again, goes back to standing on your own two feet. You're being in the, in the independent because you, now you're in alignment with who you are. So those are perfect. some of the, the do's. Okay, perfect. All right, uh, we have a few more minutes here. Uh, okay. I'm going to jump to one other one other question, then I want to kind of sum up. Uh, your contact information you can provide. Just real quickly, if you can give us maybe one or two points of some things that we could focus on during these days of COVID-19. Great question. The things that we can focus on. I think it's a time of self-reflection and introspection. And I think it, it, it'll be a oppor- it's an opportunity for self-improvement, looking at the things that you always wanted to do but didn't have time to do it or, or said that you didn't have time to do it. Now you have the time, right? Now we, we, we're, we see the cases going back up. Some, some states are even shutting down and restrictions are happening. You know, yeah. now I, I, call this, I call this time for myself a divine pause. Now you're giving that time back so you can do some of the things that you always wanted to do. Um, This is the time to get creative. This is the time to, you know, start that business that you wanted to start. Do the research. Uh, Clean the house out as that that closet that you've been uh, 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 procrastinating for years and years. You know, this is the time to do it. Do something new. Do something different that you haven't done before. I think this is the season where we're going to see a lot of newness, even in the midst of, you know, there of what's going on, because this is it's a serious time and, and we're, we're dealing with a lot, there are a lot of loss that happened, but even in the midst of the storm, I see God's hands working and I yes. see the goodness that is happening. And, and we know as scripture says, all things work to the good of yes. those who love the Lord and the call according to his purpose. So I see the goodness that is happening. You know, I can go on Facebook and see people who are starting businesses and putting on Facebook and I just like, okay, Lord, I, I see you. So I think yeah. just taking this time to, to, to seize the opportunity because in, in, yeah. in every problem, there's an opportunity. So I, right. I would say don't, don't waste this time. Um, and, and let your opportunity pass you by. Perfect, perfectly stated. Now, as we have a couple of more minutes, uh, can you share with us your uh, contact information, how people can reach out to you if they're needing help or interested in working with you directly? Uh, if you can give your contact information, website, social media, and all those things. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I can uh, be found, my email is Nicole at drnicole.com. I am on all social medias um, with my handle at Dr. Nicole Rankin, and that's on Twitter, 
on uh, Instagram and on Facebook, so you can reach me there. Uh, also, my website is uh, www.drnicolerankin.com. And so I am always willing to work with young leaders. As I said, I am uh, developed this uh, self a personal growth course that I am launching. Um, we've we've done small groups in the United States, and we've actually uh, partnered with a, a foundation all the way in Kenya. So we're now serving cool. Kenyan uh, millennials and helping them with their per personal growth and development. So uh, yeah, reach out, contact me, um, young leaders, parents, if you have young people in your house, or are you wanting to give them that push, that extra push, I would love to work with you and work with your, your child. Cool. Great, great, great. Dr. Nick, of course, I have some other questions, but I don't have the time tonight. So it looks like you're going to have to be back on the show. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, it. It was yeah, a pleasure. Yeah. It was a yeah, pleasure. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, your experience here with us on this a very important topic. And uh, yes, first quarter next year, I'm going to definitely have to ask you to come back. Uh, uh, you know, I look at right now, I better be quiet because I'm running out of time. But real quickly, uh, where we are right now in the world, we're going to need more of this uh, going forward. So thank you so much for, for being here tonight and being an awesome guest. Awesome. Well, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. And anytime, I would love to come back. Okay, great. And by the way, happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Same to you. Same to you okay. as well. Be blessed. Okay. Great. You too. All right, everyone. That's a wrap. Uh, thank you so much for tuning into the Lionel Shipman Shape Your Finances show. You can catch my show every Tuesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you haven't touched base with me on social media, I would encourage you to do so. You can catch me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. But you can also catch me on my website at shipmanconsulting.com. That's www.shipmanconsulting.com. And if you haven't grabbed a copy of my new finance book, I would encourage you to do so. The title is Money Responsibly. You can get it on Amazon or you can request an autographed copy on my website at shipmanconsulting.com. Now, I want you to remember these words regarding your money and your life. Give cheerfully. Spend carefully and invest wisely. And by the way, this will be my last show unless I have something that's going to be coming up uh, uh, for the year. So thank you so much for tuning in and supporting the show all year long. I hope you have a great uh, Thanksgiving and a great holiday season. Be safe. Continue to wear your mask. Continue to limit the spread of this virus that's going around, this pandemic that we're in. Let's all pull together and do what's right, not only for ourselves, but for our fellow neighbors as well. Now, let's go out with a little bit of music. We have a, uh, you know, I love smooth jazz music. So check out this tune by Mr. Huge Groove. Take care, everyone, and happy holidays.